it's about the guys just coming out and then that camaraderie, being able to have that like-minded individual sitting across from them at the campfire saying, you know, whatever they want, mouthing off about cornhole, uh, mouthing, you know, just anything. It's not necessarily about harvesting anything. It's not about catching the biggest fish. Um, these guys, they shoot, you know, they could shoot a, an 80 inch eight pointer and it's, it means just as much to them um, as opposed to shooting a 200 inch deer. You are now tuning in to the Roughnecks podcast with your host, Cole Nixon. One last thing before we get into today's episode. A lot of people ask how they can support the podcast. Well, I have a couple easy ways. The first way is just listen and subscribe. And another thing you can do is go follow the Roughnecks podcast on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube as well. If you get something out of today's show, then do me a favor. Share it with a friend. If you really want to go above and beyond to support the podcast, then head over to roughneckspodcast.com and get you some of that merch. I appreciate all of the support, but let's get into today's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. This is episode one something. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when this episode's coming out yet. So, but today I have a awesome guest that I'm super excited to have on. Um, I've I've originally heard of these guys on uh, a podcast, the Vance Outdoors podcast. It's called The Pursuit. And heard them, and I definitely, I, as soon as I was listening, didn't even make it all the way through the episode and had to uh, email them and definitely wanted to try to get them on and got a quick response, and now they're on here. So uh, welcome, American Hero Hunt. I'll just go with that, and then I'll let you guys introduce yourself. But thank you for coming on the Roughnecks podcast. Yeah, thank you, Cole. Um, you know, like you said, we're American Hero Hunt. My name is Justin Jones. Um, I am the founder and president of the organization, um, and I've got... I am uh, Randy Buzzard. I am the the new vice president of the organization. Uh, in the last what three four weeks month. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah so I mean that's um, we've been you know him and I have been a part of it from the get go pretty much. Um, I started it myself um, with a couple other guys back in 2017, and um, I uh, you know I'm blown away with where we're at now, and obviously we'll talk about that and everything else. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's great to be on. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah, not a problem. So I wanted to kind of like, you know, we're just going to dive right into it. Like one of the first things that I wanted to ask you, you said it was back in two, 2017 that it got started. What was like the thought process? Was this something that an idea that like was come up like over time? Or was this something that you got the idea and then you, it was right to the jump? Like what? Why did you basically start American Hero Hunt? Um, To be honest with you, it was kind of a spur of the moment deal. Um, you know, I, I was, you know, I joined the military out of high school, um, and I've always had a calling for giving back. And, you know, I just got to a point in 27, I mean, I graduated in 2005. So, you know, in 2017, it's like, man, I got to do something. I want, I want to do something. Um, and somebody kind of, you know, kind of mentioned, Hey, let's do a, let's do a waterfowl hunt for, you know, for a wounded veteran or something like that. And, 
um, you know, a guy that had some ties up north around Lake Erie and, you know, we kind of ran away, ran away with it from there. I just kind of, you know, nonchalant way to give back to one guy doing waterfowl. And then, um, you know, for the first couple of years, we did one waterfowl and one uh, whitetail and it's just kind of exploded from there. So, yeah, it was kind of a, you know, there was no planning. There was no thinking about it. It was just, uh, you know, do it and, and, and see what happens type of thing. Sometimes that's the best way to do it too, is like when you, I mean, when you have those ideas, you can't almost sit and wait. Cause I feel like you, a lot of people have like these great ideas and these things that they want to do, but they'll sit and wait and try to find the right time to, you know, do it or try to plan it out too much. And sometimes you just got to go for it. And that's kind of the best way to do it. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, you know, just go for it and whatever happens happens. And, you know, I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason and it'll work itself out. So it's crazy that saying right there has been said i mean this is you know over 100 episodes and i've heard that saying so many times and people are like you know that's such a cliche saying but in reality it is the truth like everything happens for a reason that it it is that there's always a why behind everything but one of the things too that i wanted that you know mention you guys have so you talked you did just one waterfowl and one uh whitetail hunt a year correct originally yeah, originally for a couple of years, that's what uh, that's what we started out with. Where's it at now? Because I know it's grown a little bit, and you guys are doing more. Because I think originally, you know, when I was listening, you guys did what like two people a year, and now it's grown to how many people a year do you guys usually take out? So in 2021, we reached uh, 26 heroes. Um, that's veterans and first responders that we took out anywhere from, you know, a barbecue and trap shoot day where we feed them and we shoot a bunch of clays all day and, um, you know, waterfowl hunts, pheasant hunts, uh, bow fishing, um, you name it. You know, we have our staple hunts in the fall for our whitetail and all that. Um, and 2022 with the 2022 and the beginning of 2023. So January counting our muzzleloader hunt um we're slated to reach 36 heroes so it's um it's blown up and we are busier than ever that's awesome from you know from two up to 36 and that you know short and it's really in reality a short amount of time like uh the company or the the organization being started that's awesome and you're giving back and that's what i feel like you know maybe i'll let you speak to this but like just being able to do that like you feel good because you're giving back for something like a really an actual good cause. It's not, and you, you know, it's not for the money. It's, it's literally for like, j- just to give back. Right. Yeah. And I'll let Randy speak on that. He's got a, you know, because he, he, I mean, he'll talk about it when he first came into it, he, we, you know, we were all gung ho, like, you know, they had to, they had to, you know, shoot a big deer or get a bunch of duck, you know, and all that. But, you know, Randy coming as an outsider coming into it after i you know after the first couple of years and then he's been here since um you know randy was it, was it 2018 or 2019 when I came so it was late 2018 late yeah. 2018 so it would have been um go back to that cliche that you talked about of that you know whatever's supposed to happen happens um we run the the coyote event advances and uh, we're standing there um, just going back and forth, just me and Justin picking on each other. And um, I asked, uh, I was like, hey, man, do you think, you think Vance's will care if uh, we, do, we run a 50-50 um, to, to kind of help out our organization? And uh, he's like, well, let's ask. So, you know, here I go. I, I go up front and I ask him, like, hey, do you care if we run a 50-50, you know, for the duration of this event to kind of help get some money for us to, to take some veterans out? for first responders and they're like hey go ahead um and 
to, to wrap this up, you know, full circle is, um, you know, we literally, we, we literally made enough money to pay for our 5013C um, off that 50-50 raffle. Yeah, our application, the application fee is uh, $275 and we made $280 off the 50-50 share. So that right there paid for our, our 501C3 application. So it's, um, cool. you know, like you said, everything happens for a reason, you know. And then, you know, when I first joined, it was, I was thinking, I mean, we got, we got to get this dude on, you know, I like to kill big deer who doesn't. I'm thinking we got to get this dude on, we got to get this dude on the 200 incher, you know, here in Lincoln County. We, we got to find this dude a giant. And it's not about that. It's, uh, um, I learned very quickly that it's about the guys just coming out and then that camaraderie being able to have that like-minded individual sitting across from them at the campfire saying, you know, whatever they want, mouthing off about cornhole, um, mouthing, you know, just anything. It's not necessarily about harvesting anything. It's not about catching the biggest fish. Um, these guys, they shoot, you know, they could shoot a, an 80 inch eight pointer and it's, it means just as much to them um, as opposed to shooting a 200 inch deer. And uh, that, and that's what, gets me that's what gets me going and then keeps me going with it so yeah yeah you i mean for people who hunt and fish and basically do any like the outdoors type uh, of stuff you kind of come to realize like at first like of course everybody wants to catch the big fish everybody wants to shoot the big deer like that that's kind of like everybody loves to do that but you start to learn over time that it's more than just that in like in hunting in general and stuff like that it's not just about the you know the kill it's about the process and like you know spending time out in the woods spending time on the water whatever it is and just being able to almost like relax and let go and just kind of enjoy yourself and that's where it's awesome like you know a lot of those veterans and first responders they almost uh, sometimes are overworked like they you know they're tired they just need that that break and you know to have like you said like-minded people that you can just talk to your mouth off, whatever, like just mess around. And it's a very good thing because that's the thing about the outdoors is it just allows you to kind of take a step back sometimes from reality and just truly take a break. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can go sit in the woods. I mean, I can go out here behind the house. I got a little small little thicket that I can hunt. You know, I won't see a dang thing, but I had the greatest time in the world, you know, and it's, there is, you know, as an organization, you know, now that we've grown to the point that we have, there, there is, you know, some stress involved with, you know, one, making sure they have a good time. That's that's why I've always said from the beginning, I can't guarantee what we're going to, you know, what's going to happen, you know, what we're going to kill. But at the very least, we're going to have a good time. You know, we're going to eat, you know, eat, camp out, do whatever, and just, you know, be fat and happy and and, and have a good time. But, uh, we have, well, I mean, we've been blessed over the last couple of years of, you know, getting some guys on some, you know, some really nice deer. Um, you know, turkeys. yeah, turkeys, you know, first time out hunting, you know two guys now first time out hunting first first day bam shooting their first ever you know big gobbler um you know and and that's it, it's awesome you know and, and like randy said when you can sit around the fire and you know especially after being there for you know a day and a half you know everybody it takes a little time for everybody to loosen up you know especially you know veterans and you know first responders are humble we're all humble people but when you you know, when you finally open up and you, you get to step back and see these guys actually open up, you know, they start relaxing, they start, you know, cutting jokes with us, you know, they start being who they need to be, you know, and talking about the stories that they need to talk about, you know, talking, you know, getting that release from the everyday life. Um, you know, like Randy said, that's what keeps you going. You know, it's not all about 
killing the biggest deer, catching the biggest fish. It, it, it's about seeing these guys getting their quote unquote therapy. You know, we don't, we don't pitch us as a therapy organization, but at the end of the day, um, you know, our, our heroes get that, uh, get that release that they need. So. Well, people don't, I feel like sometimes people don't understand like, you know, hunting, fishing and all that stuff. Like the outdoors is therapy. That's why people sometimes call hunting tree therapy and stuff like that. Like it is a different, it's that, like you said, you're not a therapy organization. Like you're not there to, you're not a therapist, but like in a way it is therapy all in, like it is, but it isn't. But kind of what I wanted to ask too, is how does the selection process go? Like how many applicants do you guys usually get for, I mean, I know you guys do a lot more now, so but like how many applicants do you usually get and how's that selection process of choosing who gets to go and uh, how's that process go? So for our applications, um, our website, you know, you go to AmericanHeroHunt.org and up in the right hand corner, there's an orange apply to hunt button. Um, you can go on there as your, you know, as a person and nominate yourself or somebody can go on there and nominate you. Um, fill out the information. We try to uh, early on in the year, we try to plan out everything we've got going on. We do have some local stuff that pops up last minute. But ultimately, we have them select, you know, 10 or 15 hunts, you know, trips, whatever they're interested in and available to go to. Um, And then when it comes time for that, generally, we'll have anywhere on an average, I'll say, you know, 15, 20 applicants for each, you know, each individual um, outing, hunt, trip, whatever it is. Um, So then we will um be you know so we'll have a board meeting every you know every second thursday of the month we'll have a board meeting and when it comes you know a month before this outing i'll send them out and you know our panel of board we have uh, 11 guys on the board now we will basically sit down and get our top three to five you know we try to narrow it down to three each individual top three bring those to the table to the meeting and if you know if john you know if john nixon is you know, number one for, you know, five different guys, then obviously he's going to be pretty close to the number one pick, if not the number one pick. And then we'll go down the line. You know, some of our hunts, we do take two guys on um, and we'll always try to, you know, have a reserve. But usually we'll call them right there in the meeting. We'll put it on speakerphone. Um, you know, however many of us are there, we'll call them. And, and, and the best thing about that is, is when you can call somebody that was nominated and they didn't even they didn't even know they were put in for it. That, that, that for us is the biggest, you know, we had, you know, a couple of years ago, we had Mr. Les George, he was put in, um, he was put in by his wife. He had no idea. Um, and he came out on turkey hunt with us and, and shot a turkey on his first day. And, um, you know, that's to us is, is nominating somebody. And so, I mean, that's pretty much the, you know, the process in a nutshell type deal. What's that when you, when you guys give that call and like, especially the people that don't know, like, what's that reaction usually like, is it just, it, they kind of fight it for a second or is it usually something that they, you know, I don't how's that usually go? So, uh, usually, um, they don't answer on the first call cause they think we're calling them about <laughs> their, their extended car warning. Um, <laughs> but so we usually, you know, shoot them a quick text like, Hey, it's American hero hunt. We're, uh, you know, reaching out to you about this, and they'll call right back. Um, the people that do answer right off the rip, it's, uh, are you kidding me? Let me ask my wife. Uh, <laughs> I got to check with my wife, you know, and, and you know, like he brought up Les. It was like, he's like, I got to ask my wife. And we're like, we can't wait for that because she's the one that nominated you. <laughs> so she, she's happy for you to go. Yeah. So, but it's everybody's always like, oh, let me ask my wife. 
I mean, you know, and our rebuttal to the ask the wife is just say yes and, you know, ask for forgiveness later. We all know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you said that people can apply or you can apply for someone on your website, correct? Yes. Okay. I'll be sure I'll be putting that link in the uh, episode description. So if anybody wants to nominate um, a veteran or first responder for one of these hunts, uh, you definitely can. But you know, one of the other things that I kind of wanted to talk, like, ask about is what is that typical trip like? Like, say, you know, like when you guys do one of these outings, what is it kind of, you know, t- how's the the day to day go? Um, so normally, you know, I I'm the type of guy who wants to stay out there for five or six days. Um, the board has kind of cut me back on that a little bit because it takes a lot of manpower. Um, but ultimately, you know, we'll pack the trailer up, everything, everything we need for that weekend, we'll pack up in the truck trailer um and, and and head out and basically set up camp normally what we like to do is show up thursday around one two o'clock in the afternoon um we'll already have camp set up we have a um what is it a 16 by 20 wall tent that we got from uh, montana canvas that we set up with the wood burner i mean everything everything we need camping wise all of that uh, we'll have that all set up they'll show up um basically just hang out in camp if we're you know for deer hunting we'll try to hunt that evening you know um but ultimately we'll gear up just for friday morning um go out hunting friday morning if we have time we'll make breakfast otherwise as soon as the the morning hunt's over we'll come back have breakfast um all your meals i mean we we supply everything all you got to do you know if you're coming from wisconsin and you want to drive in you can drive in but all we all we require is that you get to the closest airport or drive straight to camp. Um, you know, if you want to fly in, we'll pick you up at the airport. However, that wants to work. Um, but for any of our national hunts, it's open. You know, for our big hunts, they're open nationwide, and those are normally you know four day hunts, three four day hunts. Um, but one of the things that you know we try to always do is use our sponsors. You know, Cabela's, Vance's. Um, high point, you know, all the local guys have it, you know, we try to get gear that we can supply these guys and gals head to toe, everything they need from a face mask down to gloves, uh, decoys. I mean, it's Turkey hunting, I mean, whatever we try to supply them with everything they need for the weekend. And then they get to take that stuff home with them so they can continue to do, you know, like these first time Turkey hunters, you know, they, they don't have all the stuff they need to continue to do something they just learned. Um, so that's, you know, that's what we try to do as an organization. I don't know, Randy, if you got anything to put on that, but no, basically, you know, we've had guys come from Wisconsin, Georgia, Pennsylvania. Um, they, they pull into camp and, you know, one of our big deals is setting up the, you know, whether it's Vance's, um, donates all the stuff to us. We like to set up the table and, and kind of do the presenting thing and, and, present them with all this stuff and, and, and to keep them in the outdoors. It's not just about that weekend. We want to keep them in the outdoors. And a lot of these guys, you know, they're family oriented. So they're going to get those, they're going to get their kids. They're going to get their nephews and, and nieces involved in the outdoors with this. So it's, a, it's not just about the four day hunt. It's about, you know, I call it a brotherhood. Um, when, when you go on a hunt with us or you go on a fishing trip with us, you know, you're, you're, you're family with us, you know, for forever. Um, these guys, when they go out with us, they want to help us, you know, they don't just, they just don't, they don't just want to go fishing, you know, they want to go fishing and then they want to help us, whether it's nominating somebody, whether it's, um, 
you know, we have multiple people that say, hey, let me know when you're having one. I'll, I want to come cook. I want to be the camp cook for the weekend. I can cook a better grilled cheese than Justin. Nope. I don't believe it. <laughs> but, you know, we, the, it's that it's that humble mentality of these guys got to go do something. And, of course, they want to be a part of it. Um, so that it's just a, it's a mind-blowing thing. It, it's so awesome. Yeah. It is crazy. The like you said, it, it, you're creating a new family in a way, and it's just like you know you you experienced it when you played sports or whatever. But this is like a, almost I feel like a very different type of family where it's a little more close and like because you guys you have the same idea of mind. You guys are like you you're thinking the same things, and you, you like you we talked. It's you know you you get to that point when you're doing that therapy when you're whatever you know just finally getting some things off your chest that you may needed may have needed to get off it creates a special bond and that's where i give a lot of credit to what you guys do like your organization is a very beneficial thing for a lot of people not even the people who just you know are a part of it but like it's good for everybody to see like there is still good out in this world where you know sometimes people maybe think like they're this world's going to crap but then you also see things like this that make you realize like there is still good out there that's fact. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, and it, you know, I still talk to, you know, whether it's Facebook friends or, you know, I still know what's going on and all these, you know, all these heroes that we've taken out in the past. And, you know, a lot of the local guys, you know, like, like Randy said, they want to jump in and now they want to volunteer. They want to help out. They want to, you know, they want to be some part of the organization. Um, and ultimately, you know, we kind of created a, you know, in the outdoor industry, everybody wants to be on a pro staff. Um, you know, so as an organization, we created a, a, a pro staff for, for those individuals that want to be a part of the organization, but don't really want to be as much time committed as a board member needs. Um, so, you know, we've created that. We do have an application for that online. But ultimately, you know, those are for the, you know, the people who want to give back and want to help out in some way and and be a part of the organization, you know, and just. And that's what you know. It takes a village. That's what keeps. That's what keeps us going, and that's what keeps the uh, the organization moving forward. So, so I wanted to. How you said you have eleven board members currently? Yes. How, do, yeah. how does that selection go? Like, because I'm assuming there's also a selection process with that. Like, where you want people like you guys yourselves who you, you can rely on and that are going to help for the good of the organization. So, how's that selection process go? Um, for most of us, it's all been, you know, it's all been word of mouth between friends and, you know, co coworkers, you know, all of us on almost all of us on the board are either veterans and or current first responders. Um, I think there's only what three. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I think there's I think there's a total of three that's not a veteran or first responder. Right. So, I mean, ultimately, that's, you know. That's where a lot of the, you know, the internal brotherhood is at. Um, but I mean, it's it's kind of, you know, we don't necessarily have an application period for, you know, an application for a board member. But ultimately, you know, we took a guy we, we had our uh, barbecue and trap shoot um, last year out at Dillon Sportsman Center. And the um, dude can flat out shoot. Let me tell you. Yeah, this kid. This I mean, guy he, can he shoot. made us look <laughs> terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he just started showing up to meetings to say, Hey man, when's your guys' meetings? Um, you know, and where are they? And I, you know, I want to give back. I want to be involved. And, and this guy just, you know, he ran away with it. He, you know, Mr. Dan White, who is part of our board now, he, um, you know, he came on board and he's just, he's always been there. Every outing we've got going on every event, if, you know, he, he tries his damnedest to be there. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, that's what the organization needs because, 
you know, we're getting to the point now where we have multiple events going on at, you know, the way we got conflicting events on the weekends and stuff like that, whether it's fundraising events or, you know, actual outings going on. And, and we need guys who can, you know, come in, you know, do both, you know, come in and figure out who we are and what we do and, you know, the way the organization runs, um, obviously put their input into it, make it better, but then step up and run, you know, run an event or do this and do that. And, um, but so going back to the original question, we don't have an actual application. It's kind of, you know, we have a, so a, a full board for us would be 15, you know, would be 15 members. Um, we have our five officers and then you would have 10 um, regular board members, but ultimately it's, um, we just need, you know, people who can commit the biggest, the biggest thing is the, is the time commitment because it does, like I said, it takes a village and um, it's, it, it's, it's tough at times. I, I say we're going to, we get to our slow season right now. It's supposed to be our slow season, but we've got so much stuff going on. We're not even slow anymore. So I was going to say, do you guys even technically have a slow season now? Cause like with you guys having so many, cause I'm looking right here on your website right now and you can just go to the events tab and you know, you got what the July 17th, August 6th, August 21st. And it like feels like it never stops where, you know, it just there's a few weeks in between that, but that's a few weeks of basically getting ready for the next event. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, and what's not on there is uh, August 4th and 5th, you know, we're going to be at Deer Assic with, with Cabela's. Um, right. So we have an event that weekend for a barbecue and shootout. Um, so clay shoot. And we're going to, we'll have, a, we'll have the booth set up over at Deer Assic. And then at the end of the month, August what, 26th, 27th, 28th. Yeah, 20, yeah, that 27th week, and we'll be doing a fundraiser over all the way over in Fort Recovery on the, you know, on the west western side of Ohio. So, yeah, it's um, it's crazy, but you know, it's and then and then you, what you know, some people I don't I don't know, some people may think we do this full time. We don't, you know, we still have full time jobs, obviously, you know, and then we've got her at home. But I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that to get recognition for it, but. You know, it's uh, it's a lot. It's a lot of hours in the week, and then it just turns into you know, right back, right into the next event. So, so yeah, I mean, like full time jobs. You guys having full time jobs shows right there. Like that shows the type of organization that it is. It's for the good of other people. It's not for yourselves. Like you're doing this for other people. It's it's to help other people, which is an awesome thing. But I wanted to ask, kind of, you know, just the with the fishing side of things like that, I feel like is easier to get a, come about, but like, how do you guys find the land to hunt, you know, for, for these, uh, these hunts, these whitetail hunts and turkey hunts that you do. So we set up, um, we'll set up our booth, uh, at, at places, uh, so Vance's one of our turkey hunts, Les George went with us. Um, we set up our booth and advances and we're standing there talking to people and lo and behold, um, Mr. Mr. Crawford Lipsy. Mr. Crawford Lipsy comes walking in. Yeah. Older gentleman walks up to our booth and says, Hey guys, I got a couple hundred acres, uh, a pond, some cabins. Um, it's it's yours. Just let me know what, what just let me know what we can. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we get land like that. Um, we get um, brushy fork outfitters uh, located over in uh, Licking County. Um, that's where they do most of their stuff. They uh, they donate a, a turkey hunt to us this year. And they donate a, a muzzleloader hunt for us, whitetail, every year. Yeah. Um, so there's property there. Um, one of the guys on uh, Cody Toman has uh, property 
he he lets us on all his car for shotgun season. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it all falls together. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we've got a couple hundred acres down in Athens County, down in Southern Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the the Deuce family. You know, we hooked up with them a few years ago. They they ran into us. We were helping out Vance's down at uh, the Deer and Turkey Expo, and I ran into uh, Mr. Kip and. He kind of recognized me from the um, from the Coyote tournament stuff. He had seen something about it online, and and uh, you know one thing led to another, and we've gone there. This will be the fourth year in a row. So, um, you know, it just you know, like I said, everything happens for a reason. Um, now we are getting to the point now where we are. I'm gonna put this plug out there. We're you know, as an organization, we are looking for land to lease, um, just because it's gonna make it. You know. One, it's going to broaden, you know, how many people we can reach a, a year, you know, so we'll be able to host on this land that we manage. We'll be able to host a handful of people a year, um, but then also still use all of our outside connections and, and reach more guys and, you know, more heroes. Um, so, I mean, that's obviously, you know, we'd like to lease a couple hundred, 500 acres. It, it's tough to find in our area, but like I said, I think everything happens for a reason and I think something will come of it. And, um, I think that that's just going to help us out in the long run. So, Today's episode is brought to you by RoughnecksPodcast.com. If you want to support the podcast, then head over to RoughnecksPodcast.com and grab you some of that Roughnecks merch. We have everything from T-shirts, long sleeves, sweatshirts, hats, and many more. Stay up to date on the website for new merch coming every couple months. You can place an order and it'll get sent directly to your door. And I don't even take any of the money from it. The money gets put right back into the podcast to continue to improve it for you. If you can't afford to buy some merch this time, then simply just subscribe to the newsletter and it'll keep you up to date on all the new things that are coming. I appreciate all of the support you guys give. It doesn't go unnoticed. Let's get back to today's episode. Yeah, there's definitely, you guys have definitely had some, uh, I'm looking at the the gallery here too as well. Like you guys have definitely had some nice deer shot and I wanted to, one, I mean, I'm sure they all have a special unique story, but if there is like one, you know, hunt or fish or uh, fishing trip or whatever that, you know, sticks out to you the most, kind of share that story and why, you know, you almost enjoyed it as much as you did. Um, I, you know, and I've said this before, the one for me, um, would be with, um, Mr. Eric Reed and, um, why can't I, I always forget his name, uh, Brad Watts. So Eric Reed and Brad Watts, uh, Eric was, you know, just South of Columbus. Brad came up from Georgia and hunted muzzleloader with us in, um, it'd been January of 21. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it'd been, you know, end of year, 2020 muzzleloader hunt and, you know, these two guys were two peas in a pod. They showed up in camp, you know, like they were quiet, reserved. Um, you know, it, it just happened that way. And it took them. That was probably the hunt where, you know, earlier I was talking about, you know, when you finally see them open up and become the, you know, become the guys that they needed to be that weekend. Those two guys, it took them, you know, and it was muzzleloader. So we hunt all four days. So we're technically in camp for five days. And, um you know, the first two nights, it was kind of, you know, we all, you know, obviously we're trying to, you know, get them to mix and mingle and everything else. And it took them, it took them two nights. And then that, you know, the last two nights, it was, 
you know, they were actually started talking about their, you know, started talking about their war stories, opening up and, and just being the guys that they needed to be. And, and, and ultimately Eric Reed shot a, you know, shot an awesome buck from muzzleloader season. We got it all on film um, up there with brushy fork outfitters. And, you know, that was his, his biggest buck today. He just got it back from high point back earlier this year, high point taxidermy mounted it up for him. And, you know, that was just, uh, for me, that's what, you know, like I said, you get a chance to step back and you just see the guys. And it was freezing cold, so we had the wood burner going inside the Montana canvas tent. And, you know, you get to step back and watch these guys just be who they need to be for that weekend and, and get their release. And that, that that's ultimately mine in the last couple of years that, that stands out and, you know, I enjoy the most. <clears throat> so you said it always takes them a couple of days to open up. Is that typically a, you know, that's a typical thing that you guys have happen where that, you know, they're kind of quiet because I mean, you know, you guys don't, they don't know anybody. It's kind of a definitely, is it typical for them to take a few days to open up? Yeah. I mean, some of them, you know, some people, like I said, these, these two guys were, you know, like they were one and the same. It was, it was kind of, you know, it just happened that way, but I, I think it was the best for the both of them for that to happen. But, you know, sometimes it's like the first night we kind of, you know, kind of feel each other out because, I mean, nobody, I mean, we don't know these people, you know, obviously we look at their Facebook, we try to figure out who they are, we get their, you know, we have their military records and, you know, first responder, you know, we know they're legit, but, you know, we don't know them. So we're trying to, you know, trying to feel them out and, you know, find our common interests, so to speak. And so, yeah, usually the first evening is, you know, it's kind of, hanging out, just eat dinner and, and, you know, and figure out who everybody is and, and, and how it is. But that's the majority of the time. That's how it works. Once you break out the cornhole board skull yeah. and uh, somebody gets their butt kicked, <laughs> yeah. everybody, uh, everybody's got a competitive edge. Yeah. So uh, uh, that's when the trash talk usually starts <laughs> um, and everybody starts to loosen up a little bit. Yeah. Um, so that that's how it works for me. Anyhow. <laughs> Uh, when you guys have multiple guys with you guys on these trips, is it you? Do you usually see like uh, a a new friendship start that goes beyond just that hunt and just the the fishing or the outing? Oh, for sure. Um, you know, I, you know, I still talk to to multiple guys. You know, we had uh, two or three of them just came. You know, they actually came back to our um, our dinner banquet that we just had here last month. Um, you know, beginning of the month actually couple weeks ago and um you know it's just you know it, it like he said it's that brotherhood you know the brotherhood within american hero hunt and you know you're part of that and you know i still always try to reach out to these guys you know we took uh mr john marion um our just send it man down to uh, athens county a few years ago i still reach out and check up to him and yeah, it's just uh it's just a friendship that you know we have that common interest of hunting and everything else or we created that common interest by their, you know, it being their first haunt. But ultimately, you know, I, I try to, you know, I try to keep in contact with most of them for sure. Is most of them, are most of them nominated by other people? I, I don't remember if I've asked, I asked this or not. Are most of them nominated by other people or is it typically people nominating themselves? Um, you know, to be honest with you, that, that, that in itself is our biggest hurdle right now as an organization is getting, is getting humble individuals like veterans and first responders, guys who don't want to give back to themselves, you know, guys who don't want to go on there and nominate themselves. And, you know, so we try to put it out there like, Hey, go on there and nominate somebody, just put their info in, fill out as much of it as you can about them. We'll do the rest. Um, you know, in the about me or about the hero section, you know, 
spill it out, you know, tell us who they are, why they deserve it, you know, try to connect with us. Cause all, you know, like the selection process said, you know, we read through all of them and we try to connect with them as much as we can. Um, but ultimately, you know, it, it, there is a mix. So I would say for almost every, almost every outing we do, I, I'd say one or two, if not three of them are nominated by somebody else, but most of them end up being, you know, self nominations, but humble individuals that they are, they don't, you know, they don't spill the beans too much about who they are and, you know, why they need this or why they want to go or or stuff like that. So, you know, I would say as an organization, that is our biggest hurdle right now. How can you, so you, like you said, just kind of telling people, I was going to say, how can you help with that? Basically just telling people to, you know, anybody listening that maybe once, like everybody almost, I feel like has somebody that they could nominate for something like this. Oh, so that's sure. the way to help that is like, you know, just try and tell people to nominate people nominate other people yeah for sure ultimately you know that's you know if someone's listening and they like oh man i got this you know or my my brother-in-law or whoever's a you know a veteran or or still in the service you know um when it comes to that we don't discriminate at all you know it's uh veterans first responders um whether you're active retired um you know national guard it doesn't matter if you have a military or first responder um history and it's all valid um, put them in for it. You know, ultimately, like I said, that's we need we need to be able to sit down at these meetings and, you know, and actually have arguments with each other about why we think this guy should go versus this guy and, and everything. And, and that's what makes it fun for us is, is you know, trying to it's tough. It, it's tough to narrow them down. But ultimately, that's, you know, that's the business, so to speak, that we're in. And, and we, you know, we'd like to give back to every applicant that puts in, but or somebody that nominates. So, yeah, the biggest thing would be word of mouth. You know, if you're listening and you, and you think of somebody that you want to put in for, you know, put in for an outing, whether it's a, you know, a one day fishing trip or anything, just put them in for it, you know, and ultimately tell us who they are and, you know, why they deserve it. And obviously, you know, I, even on the application, it says other than you're already an American hero to us, you know, why should, you know, why should we pick you for this hunt? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, that's awesome. So I want to, where do you want the future of this organization to go? Like, what is the plans? If you could say, if you have any idea of where you wanted to go, where do you want this to end up? Um, you know, for me being the, you know, being the founder of it, you know, I want it to go, you know, I want it to go nationwide. I want it to go to a full-time gig to where, you know, it, it's something that, and, it, and it, it's not too far from it. You know, honestly, it's, we put a lot of hours into it. Um, it, it's getting to the point where it needs someone's full-time attention. Um, but that, that's where I want it to go. You know, I've had dreams in the past, you know, of, you know, American Hero Hunt owning some land, um, owning a big chunk of land with a, you know, with a cabin or a, you know, something, you know, a lodge on it, so to speak with a, you know, a big pond that, you know, we can own as an organization, host outings, you know, host events and, and, and still, you know, still reach heroes nationwide, have a, have a team nationwide, you know, say you live out West and you want to be involved, you know, figure out who we are, uh, you know, how we like to run things and, and we can send somebody out to Wyoming, um, to somebody that lives out there already and do some antelope hunting, you know, that just betters our odds and betters our reach. Um, you know, that's my personal goal. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of us organization wise are, you know, are pushing to, to grow. Obviously, the more we reach, that's the business we're in. You know, the more heroes we reach, the, the, the better we're doing because that, that's what we're here to do. So, I mean, ultimately, um, you know, just a few years ago, uh, Justin and I were 
you know, pinching pennies to take a guy out on a on a pheasant hunt to see how much we could we could afford to. Um, you yeah. know, we're putting our own money together to try to figure out, you know, how many birds we're buying. What are we going to dinner afterwards? Um, and that's you know, not saying that for any recognition or anything like that. It's um, that's how far we've came in a in a short time. Yeah. To pension pennies to actually having you know having some bankroll to go do something yeah. and uh it, it's it's not far you know justin's right on point it's not far from being there uh we've had you know we've had tons of support locally whether it be just a random guy throwing a dollar in the bucket to um you know to to our organizations high point taxidermy vance outdoors you know Kroger's anybody that throws you know throws some stuff towards us has been huge um here recently we just finally got into with cabela's and they're wanting to do so much for us um basically you know when the first five minutes they give us a spot in their booth at your acid classic and i don't know but I, to me i was i was floored yeah it was i mean that's a that's one of the biggest the biggest events in in the midwest in my opinion for for deer for a deer hunter um and uh, there's just so many avenues that are just being opened um and, and you just <laughs> we're one phone call away from <laughs> who knows what at the end of it yeah <laughs> you never know what's gonna happen never you uh when you guys were you know you know pinching those pennies did it almost sometimes feel like it was discouraging or did you always you know in the back of your head know like this is it's going to continue to grow i'll answer this yeah so to me that i mean i'm tearing up a little bit but to me that that's the foundation of it that is it was not discouraging at all it was uh it was awesome it was awesome to be able to give back to those guys and and you know we weren't we weren't taking money out of our family's mouths by any means or anything like that um it just no matter how big we get um i don't ever want to forget those those times those times were what built us in my opinion right and um those times meant meant a lot more to me than today's times it, it seems so um, I guess we're we're blessed. We're blessed with being able to do that. Um, before it was like a, I don't know. We were calling and saying, "Hey, what what can we do to do this?" Now it's a, "Hey, we're doing this. What can we do to make it better?" Yeah. Um, it's not that those times were any better than today, but those times to me is what what built me and embedded me into this foundation, this organization. Um, so you know that that's my story with it yeah and that's one thing i don't i don't never want to forget like he said is you know where we came from you know we don't ever want to forget those who gave us a 20 dollar bill versus those who gave us a hundred dollar bill and we're not going to step over the guy who gave us 20 bucks just to keep reaching them hundred dollar bills um you know at the end of the day it all goes in the same pot and it all goes to the same you know the, the the same reason why we're doing this is to take more heroes into the outdoors um and that's that that's one thing that i'll never forget is you know him and i like he said sitting around trying to figure out you know well we can you know we can buy 20 birds or you know we can buy this buy that um you know and we'll you know i'll buy dinner afterwards you you know you buy a few extra birds or this or that and it's um like he said it's it, it's the foundation that built the organization that we're at now and we'll never forget that 
it's i mean those tough times those hard times are what creates like the good in the end you have to go yeah. through that yeah. it's part of the process it's part of the journey that's where sometimes people forget like to get to where you want to go you got to go through the journey it, it and it's a struggle sometimes you have to go through a little bit of a you know hard time in order to get to where you want to be but those hard times are definitely worth it in the end yeah, for sure. Um, you know, you got to climb that ladder. And, and, you know, like we said, that's, you know, God has blessed us with everything that we're able to do and, and you know, and brought us to where we are. And uh, he's just going to continue to, you know, continue to push us where we want to go um, and where he wants us to go ultimately. But um, it's just uh, like you said, it, it's humbling. And um, at the end of the day, that's what keeps us keeps us pushing forward. You know, whether it's him and I procrastinating up till midnight, <laughs> trying to figure this out and everything else. You know, that's, that's what we do. It's you know, we do our best work at the last minute. Um, so, and, and that's it's it's tough, but we love what we do. That's what's important. You love what you do. That is, I feel like, the most important thing. Whether it be like if you're gonna do something and you don't love it, I've talked about it on this podcast before. Like, if you have a job that you hate, why are you still like why work it? Because how much time you spend on it? Why are you gonna spend so much time? Because even if if you don't like it, then you're probably gonna half-ass it to where it's not even really gonna truly benefit you or anybody else so if you you got to find something that you love to do you got to find your your passion in a way and you know run with that because that in the end like it's going to be way more enjoyable yeah you know that's a saying that you know i it's kind of cliche but you know do something you love and you'll never work a day in your life mm -hmm. you know what i mean that's you know find what you love to do and it'll never be work to you you know what I mean? It's, you know, you're going to have, you know, you're going to have hard times and you're going to have hardships, growing pains, so to speak. But ultimately, it's uh, that's what keeps you going. So kind of a couple other things. Oh, I wanted to mention how can people if you, you know, if there's one thing somebody could do, whether it be donate or, you know, help out. How can people help out the organization from the from an outsider standpoint? Um, yeah, like we talked, not, you know, nominate heroes or, you know, just spread the word locally or, you know, organizations, you know, someone wants to donate land or anything like that. But then ultimately it's, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's social media, you know, you know, everybody, you know, kind of live or die by social media. We have a, our, our biggest presence is on, you know, Facebook, you know, we try to share on there what we're doing and, and everything else. But, you know, like, you know, the old cliche stuff, like the page, share the page, you know, you know, get it out there and, and just uh, continue to, you know, like the content that we, you know, that we put out, because ultimately that's what uh, makes more people see it. Um, you know, it's just, you know, obviously monetary donations are, are always welcome, um, you know, gear if you're with an organization that uh, has you know some line of gear or you know it's outdoor industry camping um anything like that you know because we do i mean we set up full weekend camps you know it takes everything you know it takes you know us still bringing still using our personal coolers um you know cabela's just gave us a nice cooler that we're able to you know start using now but ultimately it uh you know it takes a lot so we're open to you know we're open to anything and you know like we said we are a we are a 501c so you're you know every donation is tax deductible according to irs code so and not you know no matter where you're at no matter i mean something that was just brought to brought to light to me um one of the ladies uh that came to our banquet back on the what day did we have it june 6th june 6th fourth fourth whatever yeah, fourth um <laughs> back at the beginning of the month um, you know, she went to a jewelry store and got, you know, 
She's trying to get a tennis bracelet donated to us so we she can. Already, she already off. got it. She got you a know, whole list of stuff. It's know? just like you know, yeah. plaques, um, you know, American flags. You know, there's we can we can donate and raffle off anything. I mean, yeah. if we can. I mean, well, if I can smell it, if we can sell this smart bottle, smart water bottle, we'll do it. Um, <laughs> it, ta- it takes us um, on average, I'd say, about a thousand dollars a person to go on a trip for the weekend um you know we we buy their tags whether they're out of state or not we buy their licensing out of state licensing out of state tags or if they're in in-house you know we, we buy those so um you know a lot of times we have to buy the gear we don't get everything supplied to us for free um so you know we're buying boots or buying you know buying some gear from scent lock or whatever um at, at the local vances uh so it, it takes about a thousand dollars a a hero to go out. Yeah. Yep. That yeah, covers guys, food and everything for the weekend. I never even. I, I almost completely forgot about the food aspect of things. That that, <laughs> that probably costs a little bit of money too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we like to eat. Cold. Yeah, we we like to eat. Uh, we like to eat and uh, sit around the fire and have some beverages and. You know, it's always, like I said, it's always about, uh, you know, giving back to the heroes and, and what they need for that weekend and, and beyond. You know, like I said, it's getting them in the outdoors for that weekend and then letting them continue to use that avenue for, you know, however they want to use it. Um, You guys also like, you know, it's outside of the, you know, the hunting and fishing. You guys have that banquet that you mentioned. Um, and then you guys also have a golf outing come up, coming up, which I'll, I'll put out here since, I mean, I have a lot of, I'm in your guys' area. So I have a lot of listeners that are in the area. When is the golf outing and how can, or where, uh, how can people, you know, be a part of it? So the golf outing is at the, uh, at the trout club. And that is to make sure I get it right. So it's on a Sunday uh, just because Trout Club books up so dang fast. It's hard for us to get a Saturday with all the weddings. But it is August 14th. Um, Last year was our first one, um, and it was a huge success. Um, You know, we sold out of teams, and um, it's just, you know, we were blown away with the, you know, the local presence. And and guys were even wanting, you know, local guys are bringing their own carts uh, to the Trout Club, you know, to be a part of it. Um, because we only have so many carts available to us, but that is August 14th. And like he said, we need everything from, you know, raffle packages, you know, that's, um, it's, it, it's, it, ultimately it's a fundraiser, but it's a day to hopefully give back to some local heroes that want to come out and golf, but then also, you know, raise money for us. But, um, so the, the website is American hero hunt golf outing.com. Um, and the registrations are open. We will run those through um, probably August. I think it's August 9th or 10th. We'll let those run. Um, everything's self-sufficient right there. You know, we do need sponsors for that. We're looking for beverage, you know, beverage cart sponsors. We're looking for, um, you know, hole sponsors. You know, $100 a hole sponsor that gets you a 12 by 18 yard sign on the hole or tee box. Um you know, we're needing uh, dinner sponsors, you know, stuff to cover those. And those will all get you, you know, signage um, that is presented by Metesic. Um, They got Budweiser on board. So that's presented by Budweiser this year. And uh, we're, you know, we can't be more excited for Budweiser to team up with us and do that. Um, that's uh, that, that's a big deal for us, too. So it's uh, it's going to be a great time. And, and uh, I hope, you know, I hope guys can come out and uh, and see what it's all about. We're going to have the golf cannon, hopefully again. Oh, uh, we're reaching out cannon. to the golf cannon. That's uh, pretty sweet. Shoot your golf ball out of, you know, we'll put that on the closest to the hole. 
um, you know, we'll win, uh, win some prizes for that, but it's, uh, it's going to be a good time. Definitely going to be looking into that myself. And I've uh, mentioned, uh, me and you were texting about it, where uh, that's something that might be in my future as well. And I was wondering, talk to you a little bit about the hassle of, you know, starting it up, but um, definitely definitely like that. Um, We're going to move on to some of the final things of this uh, episode, but, you know, it's a different episode than kind of, it's a little bit more atypical than my other episodes, but I definitely wanted, you know, this all uh, you guys on. But I still have to ask this question because it's something that I like to ask all of my guests. And if you could go back in time and tell your 16-year-old self one thing, what would it be? My 16-year-old self, man, that's tough. Uh, gas prices were going to be six dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I don't don't think you've got it all figured out because it's going to change tomorrow. It's a fact. You know, it's, I I would never dream. I, you know, I'm from a little small town up northwest Ohio, you know, 3,000 population. Um, and now I'm living down, you know, I lived in Columbus for a while, you know, moved a little farther east. Now I'm a little bit farther east. But ultimately, you know, you, you're never going to have it figured out. You're never going to know exactly what you want to do. But if it's something you want to do, put everything into it and go for it. Yeah. I think when we're 16, even like we're, we, even when we were 16, we weren't going to listen to that. That's the thing. Right. Like, right yeah. 16, yeah. You're, 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 people are going to say like, we heard it all the time. Like you're not going to have it figured out. Cause I mean, I'm only 23 and you know, just, I remember coming into call like after high school, you know, thinking, Oh, I have this wonderful plan. It's going to go exactly how I want it. And then like half or after my first semester of college, I'm like, that plan just completely changed. Like not, that's not going to be the way it goes. And then right. like post college, like it just changes and every day changes. Like your plans, you're at, you're like what you think was going to happen changes. And that's the big thing too to learn through life. I feel like is being able to adapt. Like your plans are going to constantly, something's going to, you're going to have obstacles. You're going to have hurdles. You just got to learn to overcome those hurdles, overcome those obstacles and can keep pushing through that. Yeah. And ultimately, you know, like we've said, you know, everything tomorrow, everything happens for a reason. Tomorrow will work itself out. You know, tomorrow's a new day. That's always, you know, it's always a saying that, you know, my dad said to me when I was really young, you know, you know, tomorrow's a new day. Don't worry about what happened today. Tomorrow will work itself out um, and just uh, just go with it. But now we are going to go into the best segment of the podcast, which is Motivation Monday. Motivation Monday is the point in the episode where I allow the guests to give the Roughnecks listeners a little inspirational bump to set the tone for their week as they listen on Monday morning. So I'm kind of curious to hear what you guys got from Motivation Monday because I'm feeling like it's going to be, you know, a little different than some of my others, but I'm still going to really like it. So I haven't listened to any of your other podcasts. Justin really just sent this to me um, this morning. I I finally read read your email this morning about it. Um, like I said, we're, we're really good at procrastinating. Um, and we were, uh, we were talking about this in the garage, uh, right before. And, you know, I've been thinking about it and, you know, the whole, you know, the last, what, 40, 40 some minutes, 50 minutes we've been talking, uh, for me, um, for me, it's, uh, you know, turn off the news, look at your neighbor, talk to the people that are, 
are around you. You need to surround yourself with, you know, like-minded individuals. And, you know, the world's, the world's a scary place right now. And I think if you, you turn off the news a little bit and start talking to those people um, that, that are like-minded individuals or, or, you know, looking left and looking right, you know, kind of at your neighbors, I think the world's a really, really, really good place. Um, I think the bad things are magnified and, and, and kind of blown out of proportion. And, uh, you know, I think there is a lot, you know, you said this earlier, and this is where, you know, where it got laid on my heart is, you know, there, there is a lot of good in this world. Um, it, it may not, it may not, you know, be huge, but some of these small victories are, are, are you know, can be magnified if you, you put it in your own, you know, put it in your own little personal life. Yeah, ultimately, you know, it's, um, you know, I guess my spin on that would be, you know, and I've said it in the past, you know, there, you know, and I said it in the beginning, where we started as an organization, where we started, I had no idea where this was going. You know, I had no idea I would be here, you know, four or five short years later. Um, you know, ultimately, American Hero Hunt started as, you know, I was a guy, I was a guy that liked to hunt. You know, I, I thought I had it all figured out, um, but I didn't. I just wanted to give back to, you know, I wanted to give back to heroes. Uh, at that point, it was just veterans, but ultimately heroes that, you know, have signed that dotted line to give us the world that we live in. And like Randy said, there's a lot of good in this world. Um, you just got to, you know, keep your eyes off the bad and look at the good and, and realize that the people around you are doing a lot of good in this world and just run with, you know, just run with it. You know, and like I said, if you have a harebrained idea and it's something you love to do, just do it. Don't be afraid to do it. And, and something here recently, it's been, um, you know, you know, brought to light for me and, um, and my person, you know, you know, personally, and, you know, especially with this organization is, um, you know, watch the people that are clapping for you um when you succeed watch you know look at those people and uh you know the people that aren't clapping for you when you're succeeding as an organization you know that their their hearts aren't in it for the you know for the right reasons yeah so you know i i think that's that's a big takeaway for me too is uh is watch those people <laughs> Yeah, I really like those things. And sometimes going off what Randy said, I don't even know if we can call it the news anymore. Sometimes, it's, like I said, it gets exaggerated. But, you know, yeah. it's people always think like that, you know, that you have to. They, I think a lot of things that holds people back from starting something like this or starting their own business or, you know, running with an idea is like just the doubt and like not knowing where you're going to go. Like you said, you had no idea where you were going to go. But the big thing is you just have to like start. You have to take the chance. You have to take the risk because otherwise, like you, you're never gonna know what's gonna happen. And I'd rather not live in what if I like what if land. I'd rather just take the chance. And if I fail or mess up and it just doesn't work out, at least I can say I tried. At least you like did it. You know, and, like if this, I bet if this company, this organization just fell through tomorrow, you still wouldn't have necessarily any regrets. Like because you did something that you got, you guys did something that you could enjoy. You found like you you helped out people. So that's the big thing, though. Like, if you have an idea, if you have something that you want to go after, if if it's your passion, just go start. Just take the chance. You know, it, even if you just start, you know, looking looking into it, looking like doing researching it, or 
you know, whatever it is, you just have to take the chance and go do it. Yeah, ultimately, you know, take that risk and everything else will work itself out. You know, it, everything will happen for, you know, like we said it, I think, a hundred times, you know, in the last hour. You know, everything happens for a reason. It, it'll work itself out. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys coming on. That's a wrap on this episode of the Roughnecks podcast. What are your guys' social media so that I'll put them in the episode description as well if anybody wants to follow. Uh, so what are your guys' social tags so that uh, anybody wants to go follow you on um, social media? Uh, so for Facebook, just uh, just punch in at American Hero Hunt. And then uh, Instagram is um, American underscore hero underscore hunt. Um, you know, I, I'm not as we are not as active on Instagram. I'm working on that myself. But um, ultimately, you know, Facebook is where we're at. And uh, American Hero Hunt dot org is our website. Definitely go give them a follow. Go check out their website. If you guys have anybody that you think would be good for a hunt, definitely nominate them. It's just right there on the website. The website will be in the description. Appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, but until Friday, you guys know the deal. Life is hard and it's going to knock you down just like a bull does to a bull rider. Don't let the bull of life walk all over you. Get up, grab the bull by the horns, and take control of your life. Roughnecks out. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. If you liked today's episode, then be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with a friend if you got some value from it. Head over to social media and follow the Roughnecks Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to that YouTube channel. Don't forget to get you some of that merch by heading over to roughneckspodcast.com and subscribe to the newsletter while you're there. See you all next week. Roughnecks out.